Hello, I'm the Nostalgia Critic. I remember it so you don't have to. And today, we're definitely gonna go back. Practically into your subconscious. I want you to remember when you were a little kid walking through the video store and you came across this. Don't act like you haven't seen this video. Every kid in the 80s has. It was in every video store you could imagine. And some of us were unfortunate enough to rent it. Pray for those people, my friends. Pray for those people. So, before we talk about this stupid movie, let's take a look at a little background. My Pet Monster was a hit toy in the 1980s, and it was awesome. Mostly because it was the only doll that boys could play with without looking like a pussy. I mean, come on, a monster that's a pet? What boy's not gonna love that? One of the big gimmicks was that he had orange chains that you could break, but we found out later it was made of plastic and Velcro, the fucking wires. But nevertheless, the doll was awesome. Sometime later, they made a cartoon show that was based on the doll, but that has nothing to do with this. This is an hour-long, made-for-TV movie that was trying to cash in on their product as quickly as possible. And trust me, it shows. Is it worth seeing? No. Are we going to? Yes. This is My Pet Monster. So the film starts out, oddly enough, as a video game. Strange, seeing how My Pet Monster was everything but a video game. But hey, Nintendo just came out and we're ready to whore out anything. Another odd thing that you'll notice is that you see two other monsters in this opening. One was my football monster, which was a spin-off toy, and the other is Beastor, who is an enemy of my pet monster. And wouldn't you know it, neither of them are in this fucking film. Why have them in the opening if they're not going to be in the rest of the movie? It's like having Harvey Dent in the first Batman movie and never using- Okay, bad example. It's like having a Lizard Man in the Spider-Man movies and never using- Okay, that also doesn't work. It's like having all these X-Men and never having them used to their full potential. You know what? Movies fucking suck! So after that 8-bit opening, we see a happy family who I swear has the mother from You Can't Do That on Television. We see our main character is a little boy named Max, and his sister named Melanie, played by Allison Court who's actually done a shitload of voiceover work, including playing Claire in the Resident Evil games. Lord knows, I could use some flesh-eating zombies in this flick, but I don't hold out much hope. The kids go on a field trip to a museum where an angry scientist named Snyder is not amused to be a tour guide to such ruffians. Must I continue this idiocy? I have more important things to do than to take a bunch of children on a tour of the museum. What can be more important than these children? They're the future of our civilization. <laughs> I remember when I used to pretend to be a monkey in 8th grade. God, I was pitied. There is to be no eating in the museum. Is that clear? Is that clear, Maxwell? Yeah, good one, Bernie. <laughs> good one, Bernie. I'm still writing that down when I get home. Dear Diary, Bernie said another joke today. God, he's funny. If only he knew the feelings I had towards him. If only I was brave enough to tell him. God, I'm a coward. So Snyder shows them these Babylonian artifacts that look more like the ancient civilization of the Muppet tribe. The inscriptions on these tribal artifacts reveal that these statues possess the power to transform anyone who stands before them into monsters. Well, thanks for using the scientific term, monster. <laughs> hey, tell us another one. Hey, that's a good one, Bernie. What is up with this kid and constantly sucking Bernie's dick? It's like the Kevin Eubanks of little white children. In fact, look at that. He was about to cop a feel. I swear to God, he was about to cop a feel. 
that's a good one, Bernie. Quiet! I almost had my chance today, but I chickened out at the last moment. Stupid, Billy, stupid. <sighs> one day you will be mine. This is no bedtime story. This is fact. Fact that I have no facts to back up with. Years of research and documentation, and for what? So my colleagues can call me crazy? So insignificant bunches of little brats like you can laugh at my theories? I am a man of science, not a tour guide. Bravo, sir, bravo! Your years of the Shakespearean theater have finally paid off! <laughs> what a crackpot. That doctor needs a doctor. And you need a muzzle. <laughs> Good one, Maxie. Okay, did the writer only have two lines of small talk in this movie? How many times are they gonna say good one? It's said more times than Tommy Wiseau says, oh hi. <laughs> so the statue decides to transform Max because... derpity doo And his sister sees what's happened to him. You're a monster. They go to Dr. Snyder to show what's happened to Max as we get to the point that really fucking pissed me off as a kid. Excuse me, sir? Your statues turned me into a monster. What the hell is that? It works. My parents aren't gonna like this. I mean, what? The hell is that? How the fuck does that look anything like what's on the box? That's not my pet monster, it's a fucking radioactive Garfield plushie! I mean, what's the point if you're going to all the work to make the monster on the cover look like the toy if you're not gonna make the monster in the movie look like the toy? I mean, what's the per- Oh my god? It is the fucking toy! They just put the toy on the fucking cover! I never noticed it before, but look! It's the plastic chains, the cheap fur, it's the fucking toy! That means that they were so ashamed to show the real monster from this movie that they just decided to switch it with the toy. So let me get this straight. The children's play thing that you can get at Toys for Us for like $15 is a better special effect than this animatronic Chuck E. Cheese nightmare! You lied to me, movie! You lied to me! Yeah, I thought I was getting this, but no, instead I'm getting... The fucking crack, baby, of where the wild things are! So if you were a little kid like I was, you were obviously very disappointed by this point. But fuck it, it's better watching this than going outside or learning something. So Snyder sees this as his ticket to fame and fortune as he locks the kids in the room. Uh, is the bus still there? My spider senses are starting to tingle. They're not feeling very well. The nurse will see that they get home safely. You've got monster powers. So they manage to break out of the room as Snyder spots them. Though really, how could anyone not spot them? It's a fucking blue monster walking around and nobody seems to care. Is this a normal occurrence at the museum? It sure wouldn't shock me. They probably have a sign outside that says, Warning, may turn you into Technicolored Wookiee diarrhea. I mean, at least it'd be a heads up. So Snyder's about to reveal the monster to the head of the museum just to find that the boy has changed back. They escape as Snyder's being yelled at and make their way back home. Their brother Rod comes home, who I think is played by Alan Thicke before puberty, and he's dating a young lady named Stephanie, who's getting her poodle Tippy ready for the dog show. But Melanie goes upstairs to find that Max has transformed into a monster again. Max! What? What? You're reading a comic? Why are you reading a comic? You transformed into...
into a hideous blue beast! How about an ooh or an ah, I'm a hideous blue beast! I mean, am I missing something? It doesn't make any sense. I gotta ask somebody about this. Hey, Rob, you ever hear about the... What? What happened to you? What are you talking about? What happened to you? Oh, yeah. I'm a dinosaur. Do you mind? I'm trying to read the far side. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, Gary Larson. I like cows, too. I'm a dinosaur. So Tippy starts to bug the kids as Rod goes upstairs to get her. <laughs> wow, I guess monster powers include sloppily putting the film in reverse. So his girlfriend is angry because her poodle's perm is messed up as they try to hide Max. What's that? Oh! I mean this! Actually, that's, uh, that's my pet monster. Chief, that's almost as bad title-dropping as the Lord of the Rings movies. There is only one Lord of the Rings. You shall be the Fellowship of the Ring. The Union of the Two Towers. To deny the return of the King. Almost. So Max changes back, but it turns out the siblings have an even bigger problem than the scientific discovery of a lifetime. Like getting Tippy her perm back! We've got to get Tippy prettied up and fast. Let's go. Something tells me these guys got to get their priorities straight. Snyder follows them in Mr. Bean's car as they arrive at the dog salon. And am I the only one who's disturbed that their abbreviation is KKK? I mean, what kind of a star is that? Oh, that explains it. The two guys that run the place read in the paper that Tippy is the most likely to win the dog show, because I guess that's really newsworthy, when lo and behold, she's dropped right into their lap. We're gonna grab her. That little puffball is gonna be our ticket out of this dive. But that's her dog napping. Uh, is this really what we're gonna focus on half the time? There's a kid with superhuman strength that looks like a Navi furball and half the time is focusing on this fucking poodle? Boy, they really know what kids want to watch, don't they? Okay, they discover that Max turns into a monster every time he gets hungry. And also when Snyder is around to provide a convenient chase scene. It's After a lifetime of waiting, a monster is appearing before my very eyes. Uh, wait a minute. Did he just say look to a tape recorder? Good God, guy, you're a scientist! If you can't tell the difference between a camera and a tape recorder, you shouldn't be in this field! I sense something is approaching me. Go on, smell it! Come back here! just happened. He fell off a window, now he's coming through a door. Must be one of those Escher design buildings. They give Snyder the slip, but Max is confused for a dog by one of the spa people. How did you get out of your cage? Come on, get back in there. Yep, I guess he's confusing it for that rare breed of blue-horned Rottweilers that were really popular back then. But the sister comes in and claims that she's picking him up. Thankfully, there's no paperwork in this world, so he just believes her and lets her walk out with him. Our heroes find out about the dog napping and try to see if there's any way they can get Tippy back. Go back to Carl's shop and rescue Tippy. Just like that? Sounds foolproof. Let's do it. Hey, wait a minute. I can't go anywhere looking like this. That's yeah, good. Wow, I call that incredibly racist if I could figure out what race they were trying to offend. The store closes in 10 minutes! We'll meet you there. We'll take a little shortcut and try and keep up this time. 
Just watch me. Jesus! The movie just got a sudden meth attack out of nowhere. He's the fastest thing alive! But unfortunately, Snyder is at the dog spa waiting for them. He forces Max to put himself in a cage or else he'll hold his sister's hand tightly. Why doesn't he just eat the fucker? Hmm. <laughs> Try these on. Um, okay. I know that's part of the toy and everything, but what the hell are giant orange chains doing there? Were they grooming a gorilla? Was the Incredible Hulk playing his kinky night games again? No! Hey! I'll be back in a jiffy! So Max changes back, but luckily Rod is there to save them. But they also have to save the poodle because... Again, that's the number one concern in this movie. However, the two goons are stupid enough to bring Tippy to the dog show and claim that she's theirs, never thinking for a minute that maybe the original owners might show up. Oh look! The original owners showed up! Dog thinking is hard! Put down that check, you dog nappers! I also love the fact that they dress up Max like a dog again to get inside, and yet nobody at the dog show, a fucking dog show, can tell that he's not a dog! Even Stevie Wonder with his nose plugged, his fingers in his ears, and trapped in a box can tell that he's not a dog. <laughs> we made it! We're home free! But luckily Max is there to stop their getaway. Hey guys! Oh wow, you were really scary till you started talking. Now you just sound retarded. What? If that truck hadn't broken down, those hoodlums might have gotten away scot-free. Oh yeah, the truck that broke down and ripped its own door off. It's an everyday occurrence that foils most getaways. You're really great, you know that? Yeah, but I'm still a monster. Alright, I'm back to normal! So as the two kids walk off into the sunset, Snyder talks to one of the monster statues and gives us a very strange and actually kind of creepy ending. It was I who found you. And restored you to your ancient splendor. Why was I not chosen? <laughs> Jesus, that's it? What the hell kind of ending is that? There's no sequel to this movie or spin-off show, so that's pretty much all we got! When I was a kid, this scared the shit out of me. I mean, what happened? Did he turn into a monster? Did he kill everybody? What kind of sick, evil way is that to end a kid's movie? Oh well, who cares? The movie is shit anyway. Growing up with this toy, you sort of figure the idea would be, well, to have a pet monster. Not have a boy turn into a monster, so even the setup is flawed. But on top of that, it's a lazy story with lazy writing and lazy animatronics. And plus, that creepy ending for little kids. I mean, it's not the worst, but unless there's a reason for it, it's just needlessly scary. What was the director thinking? What was the idea behind this? In fact, I'm gonna call the director right now and find out. Hi, this is the Nostalgia Critic, and I wanna know what the hell you were thinking with the ending of My Pet Monster. In fact, what the hell were you thinking with the entire movie in general? Well, I, I don't know what I was expecting. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I saw the cover. I, I still rented it. Yeah, I, I watched it willingly. No, I'm not 
babysitting anybody. I, uh, uh, I'm 28. Well, it's, um, it's kind of my job. I, uh, yeah, I, uh, watch children's programming and tell people what I think online. Uh-huh. Well, I'm very happy that you pity me. Yeah, we're done. We're done. Um, just, uh, thank you for your time and sorry to have inconvenienced you. Okay. I'm the nostalgia critic, and and I gotta think a few things through. Hey, that's a good one, Brink.